Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hey! Uh, surprise! Hey, surprise! I'm here. How is Tennessee? Tennessee is warm. Occasional thunderstorm, but I haven't gotten caught in one yet. Uh, cool in the mornings and the evenings, and uh, pretty hot in the in the daytime. But I've been working, so I think the hottest day. Um, was move-in day when we had to move all of our boxes out of our trailer into our second floor place. So up and down the stairs. Dang. That was fun. I do not nice. miss those days of <laughs> up and down stairs. No. It's a nice workout. Thank you. I will pass. <laughs> I will pass. Cheers. Chris, we didn't even get to cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I'm just... Uh... I'm going to see. Just reached off my little my little mm. brew carousel here, you know. We'll see how many we get through in this episode. I've <laughs> <laughs> got four. One of those, huh? How you doing, Alan? Back to school? Back to school, yeah. Working. It's uh it's crazy. There's like no restrictions on class sizes. My biggest one's 49. Uh, the kids are doing all right, they're handling it pretty well. Um Wow. I'm not looking forward to taking the band kids outside to play, but um, you know we're getting into the swing of things. We had a some fun team building stuff the first week or so. Had the kids build some paper towers. All the electives did that. So some pretty talented kids building. I think the tallest one was 206 centimeters using nine sheets of paper. So, jeez, yeah, some of them were like getting it. So it, I mean, it's been fun. Um, I don't mind. I don't like the getting up early part. Uh, that part's terrible. Uh, but, uh, the drive up to Temecula isn't too bad. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm happy that I'm working. I, I guess I should say is, mm. uh, I know others are not as lucky. Um, and, but I don't get to work from home anymore. So there's like that trade off. Sarah still gets to work from home and I give her a hard time about it. Cause she like <laughs> rolls out of bed at like eight 30 and goes to work by nine. <laughs> Well, yeah, you that's... do get to enjoy AC in your car and your drive up, at least. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> it's also, like, the, the good thing about the ventilation systems is they have, like, the AC cranked all day long. So it is, like, borderline cold in my classroom, and I am loving every minute of it. Oh, every nice. minute of it. That's good. Like, hey, kids, make sure you bring sweatshirts to class because it might get that cold. So... I can't complain about that. That is like the benefit of the lovely air conditioner running the whole time. Yes. Chris, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good today. Um, oh, man, I uh, got to drop out a project for Black Diamond Supporters Group today, a t-shirt. So that's a uh, hitting the internet and uh you know the response to it is pretty good so that's been awesome it's been kind of a, a long time coming for that and uh you know other than that just uh, enjoying some brew i i put a four pack in the fridge you know decided i wanted to get into it tonight and i think uh following this i'll be 
um, I'll be grilling some dogs somehow in the foreman or something. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but nice. <laughs> grilling dogs on the foreman. Or am I Protect your belly button. Protect your belly button. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. The, the mark is still there. The mark, the mark of the beast. That, that <laughs> the steak. <laughs> oh, the steak beast. Ouch. Yeah, no. That. <laughs> what do we used to make on the? We used to make like paninis on the foreman because we didn't have mm-hmm. like a panini press. So we like stole mm-hmm. the foreman and we're like, we're gonna roll with this. Like fancy I made a burger cheese. on a foreman press. Nice. Ooh. nice. I mean, you know, you, you just never know what you could be making. Like, I do have an air fryer. So that so that is probably the best way to be making anything right now. Air fry. Oh, yeah. For hot dogs, I've heard that that's like pretty bomb. So it could be the thing. Or I could just take out the miniature foreman and just, you know. I think I think you should do like several different methods and then report out which one was your favorite between like, and you can do like some taste comparisons. Like I have yeah. to eat four hot dogs because I have four ways to prepare it. So I might as well try them all. I guess like I have to eat four. I mean, I'm going a, I'm to a look up. I'm gonna look up on the internet how to grill hot dogs in the oven, right? Get the hot, get the get the rack real hot, put the dogs right on the rack, and strip. <laughs> it was colder. You can like turn the broiler like on, a, turn the the stove on, and then like roast the hot dog like on a little spit yourself. I think that would be. You know, I'm. You know, after a few beers, I'm gonna be down for any method, dude. As long as I don't hurt myself, that's fine. Right, we want to make sure they're you are in a safe environment to cook in. <laughs> Give me one of those like uh, full body bee suits to do your cooking in these days. The, the minute the minute the skin touches anything that's hot, it just turns off automatically. It doesn't burn you. <laughs> uh, Harry says, "Do you split the dogs on the foreman grill or keep them as normal?" Uh, you know, I actually marinate my hot dogs first. And, uh, you know, I've got this special marinade that I do. And then once I got that going on, I give them a little, uh, what is it? Kind of a little cross cut. So when they are on any sort of a grill, they kind of Christmas tree out. You know what I mean? They have that sort of, that sort of vibe to it. So that's what I do. I get a little, little shallow cuts. So that way the heat can kind of work on the inside out. Fancy cookers would call that scoring your hot dogs. Hey, do that, like, do that with like duck skin. So I've been, I haven't tried it, but I've watched chefs do that on scoring. cooking shows. I love it. Hey, little little X's and then as it expands, yeah. yeah let's yeah, do it to bread too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grill, grill the bread. You know, I mean, mm. that's just gonna go in the oven under the broiler. That's nice. Awesome. I tried to make some of uh, biscuits with the boss, like little. Uh, those little biscuits that Ted Lasso made. Damn. And I was almost successful. Like it was really good. The shortbread, little shortbread cookies. They were yeah. delicious. But I think uh I think the butter boiled too much. So there were like little holes in it, but they were flaky shortbread goodness. Well, you know, I got some cheese in there too. So I might be trying to do cheese bread on the hot dog buns and then throw oh. the, throw the hot dogs in and you know. It's that sort of thing you do when you're a bachelor. You're like, I'm going to make some stuff up in here. It's true. It's uh, true. <laughs> so uh, well, I made a summer salad today and shrimp um, with cauliflower rice. So I'm dang. not. 
Summer As salad. Summer salad. Yeah, it's uh, summer salad? Baby, baby spinach, uh, strawberries, blueberries, sliced almonds, and uh, feta crumbles with uh, balsamic vinaigrette. Mm. I used to be anti-fruit on my salad, but like citrus is like so good. It's I just so can't good. be doing fruit on my salad. Like I'm gonna do fruit <laughs> on my on my fruit. Have you, you know had I mean? it though? Have you had it? Yeah, and it's just like I end up doing what I would do with it. I start eating it separately, you know, so that way I can keep the bites similar. Like I'm gonna keep the nuts with the nuts. I'm gonna keep the fruit. With, I'm gonna keep the fruit with the fruit, and then once it's just salad again, I'll put the dressing on that, and then just okay. eat the salad. You know, nuts with the nuts and the fruit with the fruit. We gotta clip that one. Be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, on to more San Diego news. Uh, <laughs> let's get this podcast back hey, on track. Hey Harry, you know thank you for about. watching. Yo, Harry. I uh, just want to give a shout out to Chavos de Loyal. They had a kind of a community uh, shenanigans. They collected some backpacks. Uh, they were part of a group that was uh, putting together kind of a back to school thing. Uh, it looked really successful. Had a pretty good turnout. I guess they're giving away free haircuts too. It was like a um, they're part of a, uh, a several different community groups giving back to the community before school started. So I want to shout them out. Um, you know, those guys are great to hang out with in the match, but they're also Trying to do some good stuff for the community. I know uh, San Diego was also doing a blood drive as well. But since I don't like needles and I pass out when I give blood, I was like, I'm uh, going to pass on that one. Uh, but but there are tons of ways to get involved. I think they're still doing beach cleanups. Uh, so there's plenty of ways if you want to give back to your community through San Diego Loyal. I just want to give a shout out to Chavos for putting that together. Chavos. Uh, and then also uh, keep an eye out for ways to give back to the community through your team. Uh, beach cleanups, giving, donating blood. Again, me and donating blood do not get along. Do not get along. I passed out once giving blood, and the lady was like smelling salts and told me, honey, next time you give blood, we have a room in the back you can lay down. You scared everyone in the waiting room. And I did. So, <laughs> uh, Moving on. It was another crazy wild week in the Pacific. Uh, <laughs> Oakland, or sorry, OC and Phoenix draw, which Phoenix came back in crazy amounts of stoppage time to get a goal against Orange County to draw 1 1. Oakland beats Los Dos. Uh, Sacramento is catching up, uh, which is a little bit worrisome. Uh, and uh, kind of the big news out of the Pacific today was uh, Chris's boy, uh, Chris Weehan, leaves OC, gets a uh, Transferred to Orange County and 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 an and, extension through yes. 2023. Yeah, so uh any of those any of those topics, Chris, you you want to talk about you want to talk about the OC Phoenix draw? I mean, I think you yeah, let's let's <laughs> bounce. No, I, th I think the biggest one for San Diego Loyal fans is Chris Weehan leaving Orange County. So um, how big of a move is that, Chris? I mean, that's huge. It's huge for Weehan to leave Orange County as far as Loyal fans are concerned because of the fact that, you know, Weehan definitely does have a fire lit under him. Um, you know, he went there, obviously, because 
you know, he was on an incline in his career, so to say, and then he was going to be close to family and such. But, uh, you know, for him to pull, to come out of that, you know, as they're starting to acquire other pieces, it's, it's potentially good. Cause I mean, about the halfway point, we really just kind of lights up. That would definitely saves uh, loyal fans from having to worry about the goals that he was going to probably put on, you know, on net. So that's definitely a good break um, for loyal fans as far as that's concerned. It breaks up a little bit of what was probably going to be this sort of OC dream team uh, with pretty much the Reno-San Jose Earthquake players all kind of reconnecting with each other along with the greater parts of Orange County. Um, But, of course, Orange County does pull in uh, Dylan Powers, uh, who was from the Scottish Rangers uh, setup. So, I mean, and he did have a little bit, obviously, contribution to their, what, their championship form. So, um, so you get, like, kind of a different thing happening. And I'm not even certain that that's the last thing that comes from Orange County. Like, I, I suspect that probably other pieces are coming off of that team and going into other parts of the team. I, it's just kind of a thought because, you know, that's one player who's left. What else could come could come off of that? Yeah, Harry put in the chat that Ben Mine Ben Mines was loaned for, to OC from uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, there's tons of moving pieces around, which is something that, as loyal fans, we're not used to because last year during COVID, you had all these restrictions on travel and you'd have to quarantine a whole bunch. And you know, moving in a 16 game season or for loyal a 14 game season, um, unless you're it's a really a special player like a Miguel Berry. Um, you're not going to see a lot of movement in between USL teams. Uh, but this year it seems like it's going crazy, like people just coming and going like uh, like nuts. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about OC when we get to that preview. Uh, Marissa, anything from uh, this past week in the Pacific that stands out to you as uh, kind of important for loyal fans? Um, <clears throat> I think, um, well, the title of this is No Longer a Fortress. And I think that's definitely uh, true now. Um, teams can come in and, and not feel intimidated, and, and maybe they didn't before, but, you know, being at home for Loyal was always a, a plus. And I think now it's like it's not just, okay, we, we can feel comfortable at home because we're going to win because we have the, the locals behind us and the home crowd and stuff like that. But seeing that they've lost at home multiple times now, and it's, it's just, um, you know, you can't rely on that now. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um, You know, I, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to do a podcast like this and find positives when, you, you know, you go up with such, you know, fervor and like, it's, you know, it looks all positive and then just like comes crashing down. And I don't know, reminds me of another team that used to play in this town, in that town. I don't know. I don't know how to describe the town since I'm not in the town right now, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, it was really disappointing. I watched it from over here and, you know, that was my Saturday night. And uh, I don't know if I can do that, if that's what's going to be the result a lot, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I won't be a fan, but you know, it'll be harder to watch. Um, 
you gotta uh you gotta give it to Corey Herzog though. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I mean guy really did light up. LaRoz looked good. I'm sure we're gonna get into that. Um mm-hmm. when you when you were talking about towns just there, I don't know if I don't know if it hit your your minds, but it hit my mind that, you know, I needed to turn on a little Bucko nine in here in my town, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, so that was uh that was the vibes right there. So thanks for for bringing out some happy moments in that <laughs> in that synopsis. Yeah, it's it's um to, San Diego did a really good job about trying to separate themselves from you know fifth place and the and, and the bottom uh, of the playoff picture, but now they're right back into Sacramento can pull even on points with them with their game in hand. You're even with Tacoma and they got two games in hand, although you're still two points back from Orange County, uh, so the separation that was about two and a half weeks ago where it seemed like there was a top four and a bottom four, uh, it's getting really compact between uh, second and sixth place right now in, in the Pacific. Now it's not as nearly as crazy as like the mountain division or the, the uh, Atlantic division, uh, which you look at some of those divisions and it's like, holy cow, you have six teams that could be playoff teams. I do think there's maybe five playoff teams in the West right now are in the Pacific right now, um, but Sacramento is coming on. Uh, they haven't lost in the last five, uh, whereas San Diego's lost four of their last five, and that's not great, uh, knowing that uh, two of those were at home against teams that have not won a road game. But Real Monarchs have beaten three teams, the you know three teams in the Pacific, including San Diego, uh, Tacoma's undefeated at home, so it was only a matter of time before they get a road win. You were just hoping it wouldn't be against you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think Tacoma, I, I said this before, I think Tacoma could be the lowest dose of last year where they're just, you know, they're just good enough. They have some talent on that team. Yeah, they're young, but they're MLS quality, you know, kids that are going to, de- you know, some of those kids are going to develop into really good MLS players. I mean, what do so, you think? What's up, Chris? I mean, what do you think about nearly almost getting swept by this team? Yeah, I I mean, before the match, I was talking with, like, Cesar and, uh, uh, why do I think, Chiva. And I was saying this game is more important than the Orange County game because you don't want to lose a tiebreaker against Tacoma, and then you go out and you've lost three games, not even drawn at all. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, the same thing with Los Dos and Orange County, like, you look at Los Dos, you're like, oh, they're, Orange County should beat that team. But for some reason, Los Dos plays way better than they do against any other team but Orange County. Or they play better against Orange County than any other team. And maybe that's just kind of what Tacoma is to San Diego. Like, they just know that they can beat us. And so I think that they play with that edge that, you know, they're not worried about, you know, going down a goal. They're not worried about, you know, they know that they're going to put a couple goals in against us. And I think, it, you know, sometimes you just have teams that can be outplayed for long parts of the game like Tacoma was, but they just believe that they are going to get the job done at the end of the game. And, you know, Landon Donovan after the match said, we have to play perfect to win right now, and we're not playing perfect. Um, and I, I think if you look offensively, they're doing a good enough job. Uh, but defensively, that first goal was a hot mess. Like, if you go back and watch that goal, like, everyone's checked out. Like, they're just turned off. And you have 
you know, Elijah Martin trying to recover and doesn't get there in time. The ball goes by three loyal defenders and the goalkeeper to get to the back post for an easy goal. Um, It's just, it's disappointing to see a talented team just switch off and get beat like that. Um, But uh, Marissa, I know you watched this from far away, but uh, what were some, let's, let's uh, try to, get some positivity here. What did you see that you liked? Uh, Saul Ross, um, new guy up at the top replacing, um, I don't know if he was a direct replacement of Metcalf or not, but um, I knew when Metcalf went down, like that would be really um, important to, you know, to make sure that we stay uh, competitive in that sense in his role. Um, Liked him a lot. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the other good ones because all of the negativity just like overshadows all of it. Um, I definitely really liked Corey up at top. I don't know if it was the combination of uh, who was in the middle and, and the, um, you know, maybe in the first half, there was a little bit more activity up there. Um, I didn't see a lot of that prior to this game in terms of, the chances, so to say, um, those are the positives. <laughs> Obviously, Charlie and uh, Jack, I think, are are always going to be staples in our in our club. And I, I didn't see any major mistakes from them. Was it? Was there one that was like Bl- Blake got like a foul or something that like messed up the flow? I don't remember exactly. Uh, Maybe you can remember remind of my jog my memory on that. I mean, there was a, a. I think teams are learning that they can tactically foul us and put us off, and and, and muck up mm-hmm. the match. Like I think against Real Monarchs, there were twenty two fouls. I think uh, this past match against Tacoma, uh, we had they had seventeen no fifteen fouls. Which are, you know, we had 17, but um, I, I think that's a lot for a match. Uh, you're pushing, you know, anytime you're kind of over, you know, around that 14, 15, it's, you know, quite a few fouls. Uh, so I think some of the teams are realizing that if they can, you know, muck us up a little bit in the middle, slow us down, it really mm-hmm. takes away from the ability for the team to build up. Because uh, mm-hmm. then the momentum just stops and you're not able to switch the field a lot. Um, but I think they're mm-hmm. getting into good positions. Uh, Chris, what did you notice some positivity in this in this game? I mean, again, just this, the first half, really, you saw a lot of it. You saw um, you saw Loyal ultimately just kind of riddle like the defense um, with, with different chances. I mean, I think about the first potential Herzog goal that, you know, that was essentially called because he was offsides. I mean, you know, he, it, if he were obviously were really on a little bit, then obviously that would have been a great shot, right? But essentially just him being in place was good. I mean, the the whole setup, the whole like sort of um, form at that time, you know, it was, it was killer. I mean, especially uh, in contrast to previous weeks where they just really couldn't get something going. They didn't have that one person there. So having La Raza there is really – kind of was the difference of what we didn't see. Like, you know, and I think about previous weeks, I mean, we had, you know, we had Herzog coming up, but we're like, we just didn't have that one other person, 
you know, most of the time. So, I mean, that, that was cool, you know, so that was to me a positive, but it kept going. I mean, eventually Herzog was in place, was able to get that deflection that bounced just inside post, you know, for what is the, the singular goal. Right. But like, other than that, I mean, I just thought that they had good energy uh, in that first half. Like, I, I wish it would have translated uh, to to more uh, balls on that, so to say. But, y- you know, you can't, you know, if the guy's making, LaRoz making his debut, you know, and he was already, like, being twice effective, you know, that's great. Usually it doesn't happen that way for guys making debuts. Usually it takes a little bit longer for them to really kind of have some effectiveness. And what's crazy about him is he is not he when he was in Colorado, he's not playing as a defender. He's playing as like a midfielder. Uh, and I think that's where they kind of used him a little bit more up high, which is kind of that Metcalf role. Like you look at his heat map and it's not a lot back. Big chunk in the midfield and a big chunk in the attacking zone. So he did that role really well without kind of um, relinquishing a lot of defensive. I think uh, I think he gets caught out a little bit on a counterattack for the second goal, and Elijah Martin's kind of recovering. Uh, but for a guy stepping into a role um, like that, I think he did a really nice job. Um, I think some people might have said he lost some possession a little bit too much. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, you you don't play a full perfect 90 minutes and you fall asleep a few times that's you know for some reason tacoma just beats you and i i know we're gonna th- i want to talk a little bit about that offside call like i i again referees are going to miss calls and you have to play past those but i think this is kind of a big turning point and this is something that i notice uh with the team is they start to get frustrated really easily toward the end of the match. At least that's the body language it, that they just get frustrated with not getting calls or not being able to score. And I think this is kind of that turning point of, I should have two goals. I only have one. Um, maybe mentally you check out a little bit and that kind of snowballs to a point where, you know, 15 minutes later you're checking out, and you're turning off because maybe you are getting frustrated. Maybe you are getting a little tired. Um, so I, I think that that call is a shifting point in this match where San Diego is is decently in control of the match. Um, Tacoma has a couple good looks in the first half, but nothing on target, uh, no big chances. Uh, and then all of a sudden San Diego feels like they should be doing better. Now, they do put Tacoma under a lot of pressure, but nothing came of it. You had some couple good looks. You have a big chance. You miss it. Um, this is one of those things right now where San Diego needs everyone to play at like 7 to 7.5, and you're getting some sixes in there. You're getting some high sixes as far as player performance. And they're just not good enough right now. Um, it's just for whatever reason. And I think... Um, you know, maybe it's a mental block with Tacoma. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Landon Donovan after the match is, you know, saying we need to play perfect and we're not. Uh, it's frustrating because we're getting into good positions and they are. They're just not finishing. 
which is, you know, sometimes that happens, but this seems to be, you know, if it happens one or two games, fine. But this seems to be getting to a point where it's a habit where there's not somebody who's stepping up and putting them in. Blake got real close. Elijah Martin got real close. Um, it's just for some reason we're not we're not pulling it through. Is there any hope? that we turn this around against Las Vegas? I'll go. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think there is some hope that they'll turn it around. I mean, you know, again, like like I, I want to just bring up LaRaza say, you know, like guy made, made some impacts. Like, you know, the more games I'm hoping for the more impacts. And I think that, that there definitely is some hope for them. Um, I can't say that the goal scoring is like maybe the shoe in, if you will. I just think it's more involved bodies uh, in the buildup, you know. But I think that that there's some, there's definitely some hope there. I got, I would definitely put 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 some money on that. Not a lot. <laughs> what do you think, Marissa? Any hope going forward that we turn this around by Wednesday or tomorrow? <laughs> Yeah, um, they have to. I mean, there's there's uh, definitely talent on the club. Um, they're playing for more than just themselves. I think um, for playing for San Diego is is a benefit. Um, so I just I just don't see um, Landon and and Nate and the rest of the coaching staff just like saying, "All right, well, this is what this is what our season's gonna be." Um, so I think, I guess maybe being coming from a fan's perspective and just, you know, watching these matches, I think this one was the most frustrating loss out of all of the ones that we've had, even after for the loss, the game four, when we lost four in a row and we hadn't won one yet. So I don't know, maybe, maybe my frustration levels match theirs and, Hopefully it's a different energy level tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I I think this has a very similar feel to the first four games where you're getting a lot of new guys having to be dropped in into back lines that don't feel completely solid. You have injuries and injuries are part of the game. So it's not an excuse, uh, but it's a, it's a reason to point at, at a back line that, maybe is not communicating as well together. Um, you know, Josh Yarrow, Elijah Martin built up a really good relationship, but then Elijah Martin being out, you have to kind of refine that vibe, right? Like you hang out with a friend, you don't see each other. And sometimes you can like pick it up without missing a beat, but sometimes you got to like reconnect with people. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's something to do with that. Um, I, I, I do say, you know, Colin Martin being out plays, I think a, a huge factor in, you know, the run of form just having a little bit of that calming influence, a guy who can move out of space, know how to recycle the, the, the ball. You know, I, I think this kind of rut coincides with losing, um, losing Colin Martin. Um, so I, I think, I think he gets injured in the Phoenix rising match. And then, you know, we, we don't pull that one out and then we lose three of the next four. Uh, I think injuries do play a part in that. And hopefully, you know, when guys come back healthy, or we can kind of plug some holes with some new folks. Um, Landon Donovan did say that there are some uh, reinforcements on the way, or they maybe mm-hmm. feel like getting a couple of these, a uh, couple different people in 
can make, mean that you don't have to play perfect to win. Um, and, and who knows what that what that means? We tried to get a little bit more information, but uh, you know, <laughs> teams are reluctant to give you know to to show their cards, you know. But I think we keep an eye on our social media accounts, our email, uh, and keep an eye out uh, on Reddit and rumors of seeing who might be moving. But I, I think there's some you know Tacoma's got our number this year, but I think if you look back historically with Las Vegas, San Diego has yet to lose. Um, home or away to Vegas. Uh, they've drawn twice and they've won three times, all three times a two, one victory. Um, so I, I think that there is some hope that you can kind of get back on track. There's going to be, a, a, this is one that probably isn't as important as Tacoma orange County, but I say at this point, getting three points at, against Vegas is going to be uh, important. Orange County has got a mid uh, mid game, um, midweek game against Tacoma at home. So we'll see how they they're doing. Cause they're kind of in a similar situation to we're in. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but I, I think this is a great opportunity to get back on track against a team that, you know, you can do uh, pretty well against, although Vegas, um, their past three <laughs> games, they win in orange County. They draw at home to Phoenix, uh, but then they lose to Sacramento. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, Beating Orange County means you can't overlook this match. You know what I mean? Drawing Phoenix means you can't overlook this match. Uh, Chris, is there a chance that this is kind of a trap game? Oh. Oh. Give me give me a little bit more, man. Like, give me trap game is in, and what are you thinking there? Like, we're so worried about the Orange County match that we overlook the Vegas match? Or do you think that... Uh, the, the team is super focused on Vegas and getting back to the winning ways. I think they have to like focus on every match. I don't think they can overlook any matches at this time because again, like losing that match to Tacoma, you know, you know, basically leveled them in points, you know, in the table. And of course, Tacoma having matches to give still. So I, I think that they have to focus match to match. They're just not in a position where they can overlook anyone. What are your thoughts, Marissa? Um, I mean, I echo what Chris is saying in terms of they can't overlook. Um, I think just to, for feel goods, feel good vibes, uh, three points will help. Uh, no matter who the next opponent is, and they've always said from day one they're looking at the next. I mean, obviously, it's hard not to look at the matches after tomorrow or tonight, whenever you're listening, but. Um, you know, I think for morale's sake, uh, three points is what they need um, to get back on track. We need to get back on track. I think maybe having a short week allows them to not overthink things and kind of just get back to some basics uh, and, and put on a good show uh, against Las Vegas. Um you want to get into some score predictions on this one? Just before, before we oh. get there, I finished my whole drink Uh-oh. without mentioning it. So Uh-oh. I'm on the second gonna... one right now. <laughs> so I'm having lover boy, sparkling hard tea, uh, which is the white tea peach with lavender flavor. And it's actually brewed Ooh. in New York, but right. I've never New York city, New yeah. York city, get a rope. Um, did I just age myself? Yes, I did. Um, 
yeah, so I don't know. I haven't seen it before. I saw the pack and the can is really cute looking, like very girly. Sparkling you know, tea. Sparkling hard tea. It's really good. But I'm um, down anyways. on that. I think it's good. I was I'm all about Natter Days. It's cool. But I am about to open, I believe, in Nashville, hard seltzer. <laughs> Ooh. Is that uh, is, is that based off of the the soccer a club there? I don't know. Could be. The logo I don't know. Kind of like that. Well, this three the P, the three things is the Nashville or the Tennessee flag. It's yeah. like three stars. That's but right. also the color is like orange. You can't see it, but it's like um what's Tennessee. The what's the flavor? Volant, Southern peach. Ooh. So uh, we'll Gluten-free, vegan, and brill, brewed and canned in I Believe Brewing Company, Nashville, Tennessee. I will have to visit if they have a tasting room to see if they have soccer scarves. Then we'll be able to know if it's like... A soccer bar. Pop, yeah. pop, it, pop it open. We got to know. Pop it open. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alan, Yo. Kick, kick, kick us off. Um, I'm gonna steal Marissa's prediction since we only seem to beat Vegas <laughs> two to one. So I'm hoping for a win, and I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go two nil. I'm hoping for the return of clean sheet and car wash because apparently it like it rains overnight here that I don't know, and I walk out and it's like just enough to get my car dirty again. I think it knows. It's like it knows. Oh, about you, Chris? Ooh, I'm gonna. Say two nil clean sheet. Mm. Any, any two nil, two nil, two nil clean sheet. Think the positives there, are like you know, I I think again, I think I think Laraz feeds Herzog again. I think there's this like bromance that kind of happens, um, you know. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I I literally could see. And getting a goal, and then you know, boom, uh, cue the shot of of Hortzog and Laraz with two stripes straws splitting some DP in the uh, supporters. Uh, uh, what is it, Growler? You, you know, Laraz is nineteen, right? Yeah, totally. So it's good. That, that's why. That's why Herzog had to go get the beer because they couldn't give it to him because he was. I always figured like I don't think we have anyone under twenty one. How are they going to deal with that? And that's how they deal with that. Corey Herzog, Corey Herzog gets the beer, even though he drinks Dr Pepper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And beer. And, um, and beer. I'm going to go think, against the green, and I'm going to say two one. Uh no actually no I'm changing it the last one it's kind of like what I do when I order food uh I'm all set and then I change at the last moment um yeah do that one, too you know. one nil I would also be <laughs> all right with a a very nice one nil one nil uh Chris has nothing to do with trust issues Jesus Uh-oh. I mean. I mean, I do yeah. it too. I'm like, yeah, I'm at a pizza place, and I'm like, I'm gonna get pizza. And then at the last minute, I'm like, pizza's stupid. I'm getting salad. <laughs> no, it's uh, like I want waffle, Belgian waffle, and then I'm 
I'm like, okay, Belgian waffle. And then at the last moment, I get, do like an egg white omelet because I'm like, yeah, okay, I should be better. And, and, so, and Alan, Alan, it goes like this. Um, yeah, I am ready. You're not really ready, but you say you are because you don't want the other person to wait, right? You're like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna get the Belgian. I mean, the it's catfish. Yeah. And you order all this stuff that you think would be good. It sucks anyways. You should have just ordered the Belgian waffle. Well, that being said, that's why I usually just go with the Belgian waffle. I'm like, I already know I'm not like this. I'm not going to go out on a limb. I already know. Most places I go to, I'm like, I already know what I'm getting before I go. It's like, don't even bother with the menu. You're one of those you're gonna, people. You're just going to throw, throw me off. You're going to throw me off with your specials. Like, don't throw any specials at me. I'm not changing my mind. Get me a drink menu because I might mix it up with a cocktail or I'm going to choose the second least expensive bottle of wine because that's how I roll. They say, uh, right? The middle one is totally the best. Hey, they they say, uh, oh, sir, do you want the whip butter? You're like, what? Whip butter? I didn't know it came. I didn't know you had whip butter. And then all of a sudden, like $40 later, you're. You're like, shit. This is a soccer podcast or a food podcast. Yes. <laughs> I've been trying to tell y'all we need the Patreon or we need to, need to have two segments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. after after we get a 2-0 or 1-0 win against Vegas, we have a very quick turnaround against uh, our friends from Up the Five um, or the 805 to the 5 depends on or the 163 to the 805 I don't know whatever the however you get to there. the 133 or whatever you want to drop the coins yeah. in the toll gotcha whatever what however you get there wherever wherever from San Diego you're coming uh but Orange County is coming down uh for the weekend uh they've had just like San Diego they have some new players in uh they are um also going through some kind of a rough patch uh, although they looked pretty good against Phoenix uh, on the weekend, uh, a 1-1 draw. Um, but since they lost to us last time with that wonderful red card game, they lost to RGV, drew to Sacramento, lost to Vegas, destroyed Oakland Roots, lost to LA Galaxy, and drew Phoenix. So they're kind of in a similar situation, right? We've not been playing well, but they've only picked up a point on us over that uh, period of time. Uh, San Diego, Orange County games seem to always be pretty close games. Um, you know, the last season it was 2-0, 0-0, 2-nil, both a win and a loss. This year we've had a draw and a win. Uh, this one's pretty big for tiebreaker as well. Uh, if you get three points out of this one, you're in a really good position. Uh, I believe actually, if you win this one, you get the tiebreaker. Uh, so this is a, a as a big game for a tiebreaker against Orange County. If you draw this one, you're still in the driver's seat for a tiebreaker, um, which could loom large at the end of the season, right? Last year, it was uh, Orange County, Los Dos, and us kind of fighting for that last playoff spot. And Los Dos beat both teams out, uh, but both teams were right in that mix. Um, let me see my notes. A tiebreaker uh, OC looked a little bit better solid defensively against Phoenix, which has been kind of their Achilles heel this year. Um, Chris, how big are three points here on the weekend against Orange County or is San Diego happy with the draw? No, no, no. They got to get those three points, especially 
at a time where things are shifting and they're and they're uh, and they're set up. Yeah, no, the three points is what you got to get for sure. So it's big. Marissa, what are your thoughts? Three points or bust, or are we San Diego fans be happy with a draw? Well, it's really hard for me to answer. Um, yeah, I think you should be happy with the draw, but I will never say that publicly, even though I'm saying it right now on the podcast. Um, no, I think um, I think three points is needed just for morale's sake uh, on the team. And because of the quick turnaround, um, if we end up going down um, to Las Vegas somehow, and there's a late draw, then I think that's okay. But to go up and then let them draw us, I think would be not very good. Um, so I guess it depends on how the draw happens, if a draw happens. Uh, so in order to avoid that, just get three points. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who uh, Las Vegas sends uh, down. I know kind of their best player, Danny Chrysostomo, uh, was called up to the big club. Uh, so congratulations to him. I know he's kind of a Southern California boy. Um, Cal Jennings has been fine. Uh, their goalkeepers are are pretty decent. But with Orange County, it's really kind of the front end and the back end are the really the, the strengths. Uh, Patrick Rakowski is pretty much the only reason why uh, Orange County uh, gets out of Phoenix with a draw. He's a really think about uh, Frederick Dua or do from uh, last season, uh, kind of keeping Orange County in some of these matches single-handedly. Uh, and then up front you have uh, Ronaldo Damas, who is uh, a phenomenal player, lots of speed, uh, can create lots of havoc. Uh, also finds himself in some spaces, kind of like Corey Herzog does, where the ball just kind of finds him. I joked uh, last week on Orange County's uh, podcast that he has a ball magnet in a shirt because the ball just kind of finds him sometimes, like just randomly, and the ball's just like shoop, and then he just kicks it in. Well, Donald's um, comes from North Tech for uh, North Texas, right? Yes, he's one of those North Texas guys. Um, yeah. If you look, go back and look at that North Texas roster he was on a couple years ago. It was with stacked Arts. with players. Oh yeah, yeah. The twins from uh, the twins, Arturo and the other cat. Like one of them is on Phoenix Rising now. Yeah, Arturo's on Phoenix Rising at. Yeah, that um, was stacked. I think they had some guys go off from FC Dallas, like through there to FC Dallas to Europe. So I mean, he he is a player. So I know I, he's going to give our back line a hell of a time. Um, what are we looking forward to, Marissa, with this game against OC on Saturday? Oh, I mean, it's hard to say that, uh, depending on how Wednesday goes. Uh, looking forward to if I'm a fan and I'm going, uh, I'm sure there's some bants going on. Um, uh, I want to see Laraz out there again. Uh, him and Herzog, like Chris said, would be really nice to see if that can, that can be uh, come more of a bromance than it already is. Um, so we'll see. I don't. I haven't really paid attention to any other moves that are going on this week, or maybe we'll see something tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. How that goes. 
Um, but yeah, maybe I'll do like a last minute spaces with, with y'all. Like, yes, I'm saying y'all now. Um, you've been there for like 48 hours and you're already saying <laughs> y'all. <laughs> no, I've been here since uh, Wednesday, like a week. So, do you reckon that you'll keep saying y'all? <laughs> I imagine it's, I mean, it's better than you folks, you guys, like y'all you means all. all. Yeah, you all. I'm just I do. I am saying, "Ma'am," more now, which is really fascinating. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, because you better. She's gonna hit you with that purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's gonna tell you to go back, go in the backyard, and get a switch. I haven't had bourbon yet, though. So. Ooh, yes. You know what? Hey, they don't. They don't give you that when you cross the border. Like you live here now. Here's some bourbon. <laughs> Got no. an order to put in. Uh oh. Uh-oh. They do have drizzly delivery though, so we'll see. No, I am the weekend uh, will be bourbon friendly, hey. I think, this weekend. I mean showing up just to get some bourbon. Uh Chris, hey, what are you space. what what are you hoping to see this weekend against Orange County? I'm hoping to see a win. <laughs> <laughs> some crushing of those oranges. Yeah. That's that's right. I'm trying to see that we're not going to see any orange orange dreamsicle like stuff happening. We don't need to see any bicycle kicks from Orange County. Hence, orange dreamsicles. Oh, that's interesting. Hey. <laughs> what are yeah, you looking I'm, forward to, Alan? I'm looking forward to seeing some Orange County fans come down. I know they got a bus. Uh, they got some tickets. Uh, Hi, Andy. I am always, I always <laughs> like when away fans come to town because they get to experience the great stadium that is Torero Stadium and the environment that uh, the supporters create, but also the environment like the regular fans. Like I dropped my phone this past weekend. Um, and How far down? I thought it fell down through because there's like cracks and openings like then it could slip through really easily. And I thought that that's where I went. So I went down to the field. Someone else to go for, for bass drum, went down on the field. Uh, and it was like such a cool like experience. There were some corners. There were some really good um, opportunities. And it wasn't like the supporter sections bringing it all in the ninety, but like the roar of the crowd there was like goosebumpy moments. Like the energy was palpable, and it was great to see that from you know the I don't want to say the casual fan, but the folks who are, who are showing up, sitting on the home side, maybe not singing the whole time. Although I know that there's some chanters on the home side. Some of our prem. Uh, Prem fans are are bringing the the English soccer culture to Torero on on a consistent basis as well, but it was it, it feels like there's an energy and a belief in the team, and you know I, I think it's fun when other fans come into the stadium because I think it gives another reason to be bigger and be and cheer louder and but then also like welcoming them into the town and getting to meet them and I'm looking forward to having them you know I've been up there a few times and we've been up there in San Diego once. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that experience with, you know, these Orange County fans. Um, some of them have been fans of this Orange County team since they were the LA Blues. So they, you know, they come in with this like history that's like now you're getting to see this part of USL and being a part of this, the, the new history that's being created. And I I always really enjoy the the San Diego Orange County games. I think that they're, they're hard fought. I think that they're uh, uh, entertaining and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing another entertaining match. Um, I'm looking forward to 
another tight uh, Orange County win. Uh, or sorry, Orange County loss, not win. Whoa. Whoa. Talk about Talk about Talk about yourself. To be fair, I wish I could turn my computer around. I have, I have my sofa score for Orange County pulled up. And so I saw Orange County and said Orange County. Talk I'm about playing yourself. A lovely San Diego win. Uh, I know they played each other pretty tight head-to-head. Two wins, two draw, and a loss for San Diego against Orange County. So it's, it's going to be, I think, a, another you know tightly contested match, as in most are for San Diego. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing some uh, good soccer and entertaining soccer being played. Um, Chris, score predictions. What do you got for this one? I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm like I definitely can't say it's three two or anything crazy like that because we just haven't seen enough goals. Um, ooh, one nil, one nil, loyal. Hmm. Marissa, what do you got? That's two wins for them. That's a little rough for me. Oh, I'm thinking I'm gonna go one one draw. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a tough one to to really put on a offensive showcase. Because it is, you have Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and San Diego or uh, San Diego is facing an Orange County squad that is doing the same. Uh, Saturday, Phoenix on the road, then they come home to Tacoma. Now they're on the road to San Diego. I, I think this is going to be a really close match. I don't think anyone's going to go um, crazy offensive. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say a one nil Orange County loss. Okay, I almost got you there. Orange one nil Orange County loss. A San Diego home San Diego win. What did you say, Chris? What was yours? Mine was one nil. One nil. Okay, so y'all the same. We're twinsies. Okay. Twinsies. Twinsies. Yeah. I we, <laughs> we play a, so. we play a prediction game with Orange County and I'm a little bit behind, so I need to like pick slightly against them. To try and catch up, and this is definitely going to be one of them. Oh, that's why. That's why you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Woo. You know, some other key guys to look out for, for Orange County. Rob Kiernan is a uh, quality defender. Uh, he's going to keep our forwards, uh, giving them a tough time. He's he's that big guy. He was the handball guy from Orange County last year. Um, Get some under some skin. It'll be interesting to see how they rotate because I know that they're having some some injury issues and some new guys coming in. Uh, so they don't quite have that same rotation that they normally might. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they set up against Tacoma and San Diego. Uh, and the same thing with San Diego. We saw some rotation on the road against Tacoma. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much uh, they rotate against Vegas, uh, gearing up for that Orange County game on the weekend. Uh, any final thoughts, Marissa? Yeah. Um, it's a little harder to watch the matches over here two hours later, but um, I'll be watching tomorrow at this time. I think it won't even be kicking off at this time right now. It's almost 9.15. So. You know, you, you can't watch them the next day, right? I know, but <laughs> I like to watch live. There's no, for sure. For sure. It's way more enjoyable live. You like to watch live, even though it's streaming and it's not exactly live. 
My my favorite is when ESPN because ESPN Chris. has it. ESPN has it like a seven thirty kickoff. Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Mister Technical. Go ahead. Uh, ESPN was like at seven thirty. They're like San Diego's game has started, and they're like not even singing the national anthem yet. And I was like, Hey guys, our game started. Our, our game started. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always I mean, like, it could be worse. It could be U.S. men's national team kickoff times where it's like 35 minutes after. And then you know so. that you're. it's that one game that you're like, I'll just wait half an hour and tune in, and it's like 15 minutes into the game, and they're already down a goal. And you're like, wait, what? This is the one that starts on time? <laughs> or they're down three goals, and you're like, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch the rest of this. I'll just watch this <laughs> in replay. It's like, oh, did I mean to click? I, oh, I accidentally closed the window. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Then all of a sudden they catch up and you're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I missed all three of those comeback goals. That's the history of being a Padres fan. You turn on the game and they like, give up the run and you're like, ah, I'm not watching this. I don't want to be miserable today. And then they like hit a grand slam in the ninth inning. You're like, oh, man, I should have been watching. Oh, See, man. That's the beauty oh of man. Why are you talking oh, man. like that? Um <laughs> oh man see that's the beauty of a live game because you can turn on a live broadcast and then move the cursor back to where you want to watch and then don't answer any of your other phones not if it's on peacock <laughs> any of your other phones <laughs> some <laughs> folks watch some you folks got like a, you got a phone for your side piece is that what you're like i mean you know how i do it right i you know when i upgrade <laughs> to my iphone 12 pro max i still own the 8s on wi-fi i'm watching it dude Smart. All right, all right, fair enough. I'm just saying, you know. I, mean, I, like, I can't lie. I have like iPad too, so like I watch stuff on there. Yeah. See. Anyways, any final thoughts for you, Chris? Besides, um, besides three cell phones that you you have all your games <laughs> on your cell phones. You <laughs> right. like cut you cut out little uh, like a cardboard box and put them all in, then you lay on your bed so it's like a theater, and you have your three cell phones. Hey, you know what? That'd be good. That actually. That that would be good right there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not mad either. I think that's great. I'm so glad <laughs> that you you have that idea. Um, I think final thoughts. Final thoughts. Let's see here. Let me give you something here. I really liked. I really liked us kind of kind of really talking about what Loyal's doing well. I mean, Laraz obviously that's huge. I think. He needs a nickname. I hope it's just not La Raza because that would be too simple, right? But uh, but uh, no, final thought is just go loyal. Stay loyal to the soil. Just don't, don't toil in the soil. How about that? I have to get a little po- poetic. Don't there. soil in the... <laughs> don't... Uh, don't... I don't, I don't... I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> Stay loyal, don't toil, okay? That's what we're going with, all right? That's what we're going with. This is like the laughing episode for me. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate y'all. Um, and, and my final thought is I'm surprised Brew has not barked this entire episode, like at all. Yeah. No barking whatsoever. I'm a little bit. He's he like bark. He is like laying here, like rolling He's... over, wanting me to pet him right now. But, yeah, he's but happy he we're back worked. together. It's been a yes, while. Since he was like, three of I'm us. gonna chill this one. Right. There's three people on. When there's two, I gotta, I gotta contribute because there's usually three. But now that the three, mm-hmm. I can chill. I can chill. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm looking forward right. to a great week. Um, Wednesday should be nice and fun. 
Um, I think I might be going to a Padre game on Friday and then Saturday. Whoa. So yeah, I'm I'm Whoa. stoked for this week. Marching man on Thursday night. It's gonna be a whole busy week this week. You know, nice. might as well first full week back. Just go hog wild. Everything after work. A Wednesday night game. I think they planned this on purpose. Just just yeah. knock it out of the park. Get me really tired, and then I won't recover until Thanksgiving. Man, so, you know what? I really love your uh, your green tea inspired Adidas top actually. The Arizona, the Arizona my, green tea. My favorite part is every time I wear this shirt, like five people were like, "Oh, that's like the Arizona green tea can." I was like, <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I mean, it really is, dude. It's just it's everything that it needs to be. And right? I, I think it like it's a good color for me. Not quite purple. Like I think purple is my like main color. Like my <laughs> my, my go to color, except, except for black because that's yeah. slimming. That's slimming. But sometimes you got to throw some color on, even though it looks like a green tea iced tea, which everyone drinks. So I'm like, it can't be that bad if it was that popular. That's it. It's Smurf free. <laughs> Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Marissa, where can we find you if we aren't in Tennessee? Speaking of purple, uh, I just changed my background for you. Um, You can find me at hashtag Marissa on all the socials, Instagram and Twitter, which is basically the best place to be. Where can we find you, Chris? You can find me at... (laughs) <laughs> you can find me at by Chris Walker um, on Instagram and Twitter. And I might be, in fact, just sharing all my impulse buys or wants on Instagram. So definitely nice. follow me there. All right. All right. Get you and where can list. we find you, Alan? You can find me at A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Uh, as always, you can follow the podcast at fair underscore pod on the Twitter machines. Or you can like and subscribe on um, YouTube for when we go live. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, and then eventually I'll probably start writing again at fairweatherpod.com. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Depends. All right. We're out. And uh, I'm sure I'll have a full review of these. Right? Review Excellent. of that and the multi-ways of cooking hot dogs. That's what I'm looking forward to next yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, and Nashville SC plays tomorrow night at 7.30, so maybe I'll go. I don't know. Go for it. Alrighty. We, we will, will see you next, see you next week. Time. Bye. 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 This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.